Good morning. How are you today? What can I do for you? Oh, my name is Cecile. Let me know if I can get you anything. Can I measure your foot? Are you looking for a dress shoe or an everyday walking shoe? Can I get you anything else? Oh, we have this amazing bag that would match your shoes perfectly, and it's only $475. And it's on sale. Have you shopped here with us before? Would you mind giving me your personal information? This way, I can put you in my personal book and keep you informed on our great sales and deals. Very nice to meet you. Enjoy your new shoes. Again, I'm Cecile. Welcome to La Real Story Podcast. Real stories, real talk, real people. I am your host, Cecile de Lepierre. I am a storyteller. I am a story listener. Today, in this second episode of La Real Story, I would like to tell you another personal story about taking a leap of faith, diving into the unknown, and embracing the challenges. Soon I will have guests on the podcast, but for now, let's explore just you and I. And this way you are getting to know me a little better. I used to sell shoes at Cohan in Toronto. I was a sales associate. That's a fancy term to say that I was a salesperson. I didn't last long. Though I was great at my job. Somehow it felt a little bit like acting. When I first moved to Canada in 2009 to further my acting career, I looked for a side job, or rather a survival job, to pay my bills, like every actor. I didn't want to be a waiter anymore, like I had been in Paris. I would have made more money, but I didn't enjoy it. Have you ever noticed that when people are hungry, they can be very aggressive and nasty? So because I had great experience in being a hostess and working in retail, that's what I found. Paid $15 an hour in a high-end shoe store. Well, I soon found out people can also be aggressive when they want new shoes. But my job was to remain friendly at all costs. Size 11. Excuse me? I want a size 11. Shoes. Uh, yes, we have a lot of them. Which model are you interested in? I bought shoes across the street, and the service was much friendlier. She left grumbling, and I was left dumbfounded. Now, let's backtrack a little bit here. Why Canada? Why Toronto? If you've listened to the first episode, you know that I had been to New York in 2007 for an acting workshop. That kind of changed my life. It was definitely a turning point. So when I returned to Paris, I started to make a plan. I wanted to go live and work in the U.S., act in English. I had lived one year upstate New York at the age of 18 as an exchange student. That's a story for another episode. And I always knew I would come back at some point. My dream was to make it in America to be on film and television, have my name on billboards and movie posters like all my childhood heroes. My Parisian life was no longer making me happy. I was a starving artist, waiting tables. I couldn't get an agent to represent me, and I was barely acting. 
The industry's doors were exceptionally hard to open. It felt as if the small famille du cinéma was living in a castle and they kept the drawbridge firmly up and securely locked. Only those who were agreeing to the promotion canapé, the casting couch, would have a chance to work. And I was not willing to lie on this couch. I was 33 years old, single and miserable. I was ready for a change. I was ready to change my life. Getting a U.S. visa was for me impossible, or at least I didn't think I could get one. But one day I met someone who pointed me towards Canada, Toronto. Indeed, it was quite easy to get a work holiday permit if you were under the age of 35. So I said to myself, well, Toronto, New York, it's only an hour's flight. They speak English and it looks like there is also a film and television industry there. Okay, let's go. I got my Canadian visa within three weeks. And three months later, I subletted my apartment, packed my bags, and left with 2,000 euros in my pocket. Not a lot to get me started in a new country where I knew nothing and no one. Now, this is who I am at the time, and still am in so many ways. I tend to set a goal and take action without thinking too much. I just follow my guts. So... I said my goodbyes to my friends and family, and like I did at the age of 18, there was a sense of insouciance, carelessness, adventure. It's only when I landed there and I unloaded my bags in my bedroom that I realized what I had just done, and I freaked out. I cried it out for days. A few weeks before my departure, I had found a room in a house on Craigslist, with three men, not scared at all. It was easy and affordable. One of the tenant was an actor. Maybe it was a sign. So I took a leap of faith. It turned out that I was right. The house was so lovely. It just needed a little dusting and the garden a little care. But the three guys were not serial killers. After all, they were welcoming and Tyler one of them, became a good friend. Now that I was there, I wanted to make the most of it. I got myself a job, made new friends, and I signed with an agent within three months. That was faster than the ten years of struggle in Paris. Everything was new, and I had a feeling of freedom. I had everything to discover and experience. But it was also challenging in so many ways. I didn't like the city. I was finding people very conservative and quite strange. Dating was awful. Nearly non-existent. Even the word dating was new to my vocabulary. But I will talk about that another time. There will be plenty of episodes about love. Often I thought, what the hell am I doing here? This doesn't feel like home. I'm here, but I'm not here. I feel like an observer. Who am I away from my people? Who am I outside of my country, outside of my comfort zone? Still, I knew this was the right way. There were signs along the way that I was on the right path. And even though it was hard and lonely, 
I knew I needed to stick with it. I felt in my heart that there was something bigger for me. I just needed to keep on going, to have faith one day at a time. And I did, for one year, until I realized I needed to take another leap of faith. To wrap up this story, I want to share something that happened in the store back then, and I had written about it. I was working at the store on a snowy winter day. Now, it feels a little bit like a scene out of a movie. And by the way, I did write it into a screenplay that I haven't finished yet. It's a work in progress. This specific moment also felt like a turning point during my year in Toronto, as if I was receiving a sign I needed to move again, to keep on going. So here it is. I thought I saw an angel right through that window. He was just standing in the streets, looking inside, having a smoke in the freezing cold. I couldn't believe my eyes. Why is he just standing there? Why not coming in? I told everyone, if he comes in, he's mine. He flicked his cigarette bud away and walked off. I ran to the window to keep staring at him a little longer. He was gone, and I, I was suddenly filled with emptiness. For the rest of the day, I kept wandering by the window, hoping to see him one more time. No one. Just snow. Just freaking snow. I couldn't stop thinking about his stature, his presence, his deep gaze and white coat. If only I could talk to him. Maybe he'd take me away from this hell. Oh God, please let me see him again. As the night was falling, I started to lose hope. It was all in my mind. I had created him out of my immense boredom. No one was here to save me. Who are you, anyway? An invisible woman in a ghost town? There is nothing and no one here for you. Everyone looks like the walking dead. But then, out of nowhere, he was there right in front of me. Hello? I was paralyzed, couldn't align two words together. Uh, hi? Oh, what an idiot! You have been there all day waiting for this moment, and now you are screwing it up? Damn it! He's going to walk away again! Pull yourself together! He wandered around for a few minutes, and I followed him closely. He was so tall, so charismatic. His voice was so soft and so angelic. Fuck it. I'm going to do it. I came closer and I said, Mr. Malkovich, would you like to try this pair of Oxford shoes? In this very moment, I could have said a million things. But meeting John Malkovich, this wonderful actor that looked like an angel, in my store, in the middle of this super-cold, snowy day in Toronto, was my signpost that I needed to make another move, far, far away. Isn't life a series of leap of faith, wake-up calls, turning points and breakthroughs? 
a series of signs pointing us in a new direction. That's what I am interested in exploring with you, my dear listeners. What are your turning points? Do you pay attention to the signs? When was your last leap of faith? I would love for you to share your stories on my podcast. So please reach out to me to be a guest on La Real Story podcast. You will find all the details in the description below. Thank you all for listening to this episode, and I look forward to sharing more stories with you. À bientôt. Mm-hmm.